recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge high atop the Ace Hunter building in beautiful Midtown Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Tales of Halloween. Every year on Halloween, this town goes batshit crazy. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the old podcast. Hey Phyllis. Hey Rob. Here we are back after a brief hiatus because of Monster Fest and trying to get settled in the new lounge at the same time and all that good stuff. Yes, we are We are rather settled. Things are not on the wall yet, but most of the boxes are gone now, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. I the... know you guys are tired of hearing about our, <laughs> our Phantasmo Lounge move, but that's okay. It's slow going, but uh, October's always busy for us anyway with everything else going on. It is. And then throw that on top things. of it, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, things are things are moving, things are happening, and Monster Fest happened, and it was wonderful. It was fantastic. Biggest one yet. Yep. Over 2,000 people through the yeah, door. Something like 2,500 people, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, getting close to 3,000 there. Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Saw a lot of old friends, made some new ones, like always. Mm-hmm. Couldn't ask for a better day. Yep, raised a little bit of money for Relay for Life. So, yeah, That good was job. cool, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay us. So... <laughs> <laughs> Since it's October and Halloween time, we thought we would do a Halloween-themed movie, not just a straight-up horror movie. And since we've already done Trick or Treat, which is probably one of the best Halloween anthology movies ever. Yes, I love it. It's Little Step Brother Tales of Halloween is what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> Little Step Brother. Well, you know, it's it's almost like somebody saw Trick or Treat and wanted to make their own yeah. anthology like that. And it, it's it it's not like Trick or Treat. No. Other than... Characters in some of the stories show up in other parts of other stories, yeah, but, but they're not, not intertwined. Nearly, yeah, it's not nearly as connected yeah. as Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, all the stories kind of intertwined at one point, yeah. or the characters intertwined from one story to the next. This, they just kind of show up. Yeah, Trick or Treat in the took background the, or, or took the in anthology to, to a, a next level that uh, many many of them have not done. Yeah, and this one came after Trick or Treat, right? Yeah, this was uh, 2015 is when this came out. Okay, and. Trick or Treat was like, what, three or four stories yeah. that intertwined? Mm-hmm. This is like, I think, about ten stories or something like yeah. that. There were lots uh, of them. Which we're going to talk about most of them. This one was, I got to say, this one was a lot of fun. Actually, it was more fun at the beginning. And as the stories went on, they they weren't bad by any stretch, but they just weren't as fun as the first half of the movie was. Yeah, it's, it is odd that they, they kind of kind of petered out they blew their load at the beginning yeah <laughs> somehow and they kind of it's like some of the stories didn't really have an ending they yeah. just kind of stopped yeah which i mean you know that's kind of a choice i know that some of them choose to do that because it's supposed to leave you with a weird feeling but i don't know that these were successful yeah necessarily. but it, there were a couple of them at the end that i was just kind of waiting for it, something else and it just yeah. kind of like oh that's that's <laughs> it okay uh but the coolest thing about it is it opens up with a narration by Adrian Barbeau, basically playing the DJ character she played in The Fog. Yeah. They even have a little, you see a little clip of her mm-hmm. in front of a mic like that. And yep. it, at first I thought it was a clip from The Fog, but no, her lips were in sync with what she was saying. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of done in a weird, almost webcam-like, mm-hmm. you know, f- kind of hazy look. It's not real sharp. Yeah. But it's cool because she narrates between each story. Right. You don't see her again. Though, no, you do don't you? see her again. You just hear her voice, and she's yeah. got a great voice. Oh, of course. So that was cool. The other coolest thing about it is the theme, the score was done by Lalo Schifrin. Right. And he did. 
Enter the Dragon. Right. Among many, many, many other, other movies, but that's the <laughs> one that's near and dear to my heart. Right. But legendary composer, uh, movie theme composer, and it was cool to see his name on the screen. Yeah, and know. we we speculated that perhaps he did that because yeah, well, I think, his son maybe? Yeah, I can't remember. I didn't you know, I didn't write down his name, but um something she friend directed one of the episodes. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's his maybe son or son relation or something, or something somehow. Yeah. There's so, not that many Sheefrens around. Yeah. So who knows? We're only guessing at that. We we forgot to verify it before we jumped yeah. on here. And uh, so, yeah, take that for what it is. Anyway. So who was all... Do we want to talk about who's in each one individually? Or um, we'll, we'll jump go in. Story by story. The first okay. story is kind of like an urban legend story, which you got to have one of those type things called Sweet Tooth. Yes. And... Oh, okay. Well, Greg Grunberg, your guy, Greg Grunberg is in it. Claire Kramer from Buffy. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were playing reprising the role of characters they played in um one of those giant spider movies that came out oh okay not that long ago i don't remember seeing uh, those big it, ass but... spiders or okay. something like that yeah. yeah and they're dressed the same oh they're, okay. so they're supposed to be that couple but it doesn't That's come right funny. out and say it yeah i like greg Greenberg a lot yeah two of the other people ron rustler who was god he was a the bad guy kind of jock guy and i think nightmare on street 2 mm-hmm and a couple other uh, movies like that. And then Caroline Williams, mm-hmm. who was Stretch, the DJ from Texas Chainsaw 2. Okay. They pay, play the parents in the story the, the guys are telling. Oh, um, right, right. So we, basically what it is, it's Halloween night and the kid comes home with his candy and... Starts digging in. And the babysitter and her boyfriend are there waiting until the parents come home. And they... I don't know if it's a sister or just a babysitter. I don't remember. I think it's just a babysitter. Yeah. And they tell him a story about... Uh, Sweet Tooth, the legend of this kid who was in the neighborhood, and his parents would let him go trick-or-treat, but they wouldn't let him ever eat his candy. Right. So he came downstairs one night to find them eating his candy. Yeah. And, like, like gorging on themselves on it. They yeah, were sick it and out. passed out. And then yeah. having sex while they were eating the candy was, was kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> but then he got he snapped and killed them. Yes. And then he ate all the candy that was left, and he wanted more, so he ate the candy from inside them. Yep. Which he does. cut them open and ate the candy yeah. from their stomachs. Which is really gross. Really gross. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a bang up one to start out with. Yeah. And the, oh, and the legend is uh, Sweet Tooth comes around and you're supposed to leave some candy out for him. Right. And if you don't, don't then he'll kill you. He'll kill you. Yeah. Right. So, of course, then it flashes back to the the present. They're, they finish the story. They're tucking the kid into bed and he he goes over and puts a piece of candy Puts if, a candy bar a candy on bar his floor in front, in front of his, the door. Yeah, in front of his door, and then he goes and lays down. Wait, wait, and the candy bar is, uh, the wrapper says carpenter. It's Carp- a carpenter bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and then awesome. the kids or the babysitter and her boyfriend are downstairs, and they've eaten all the candy, and he's like, I feel so sick. I can't believe we and ate it like, all. she's like, we got to go out and buy him some more candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we ate it all. Right? And she said, I'm going to go get some Pepto so we don't both throw up. And he said, I'm going to lay here or whatever. So she goes to get Pepto, and then he starts making noise, like... It sounds like gagging or something. And she's like, wait, wait, don't throw up. And she runs to the other room with Pepto in her hand. And he's like leaned over the side of the couch. And then she turns him over. And his intestines are pulled out his mouth. Yeah. And of course, you know, Sweet Tooth got him. Yes. And then Sweet Tooth comes after her. And the scene of Sweet Tooth running after her is actually kind of humorous to me. I mean, not like funny, just the way he runs. It just, yeah, like a little kid. Know. Yeah, but he's it was just big, cute. grown. Yeah, yeah. But he's wearing the Halloween costume the little kid wore, but yeah. it's an adult size. 
Right. And it's the one that was like vintage devil costumes from the 70s, the plastic mask and yeah. the vinyl yeah. shirt part. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Anyhow, so he, of course, gets the babysitter and then he goes upstairs to get the little kid. But he opens the door and there's a piece of candy. And he takes the carpenter bar and goes on his merry way. That's right. Uh, and then, and it, that's when you meet when Greg Greenberg is the dad and, yeah. and Claire. And then this the got one. kind of a creep show ending. Yeah. Shocker ending kind right. of. Right. Uh, it, that was a, it was a good story. Yeah. You know, it was it was fast paced and it was it set the pay, the tone for a Halloween movie. Yeah, definitely. It was it was one of the best in the movie, yeah. I think. Yeah. And the next one's a really good one too. This one mm-hmm. is probably my favorite one, I think. Okay. It's called The Night Billy Raised Hell. Oh, right. And Billy is a I'm kid partial go- to this one. Yeah. Going <laughs> trick or treating and his sister's taking him and they're sister and boyfriend they're dressed up too but they're giving him crap for being too old to trick-or-treat right when he doesn't look like he's too old to trick-or-treat no. he looks like he's maybe nine or ten maybe yeah he may be like a and uh so they say well you know you write a passage you gotta it, it, play pranks it's halloween yeah you, you know, gotta, you gotta egg this guy's house or yeah, something yeah you gotta do a trick if you want to get a treat so mm-hmm. they try to get him to egg this old guy's house who never gives out candies uh old curmudgeon in the neighborhood that nobody likes his house gets egged every year yeah no way why would we egg anyone why do you think kids tag his house every year i mean it's been going on for as long as i can remember it's a halloween tradition it kind of is i actually started when i was about your age too plus if you don't i will tell everyone that you pissed your pants so he rocks right up to the front door gets ready to throw the egg looks away and as he throws it the guy stands there and catches the egg in his hand yep and he uh takes it and he says something to the kid and he th- the boyfriend and the girl and his sister are running away and he throws the egg and nails the boyfriend in the back of the head and knocks him down. They are terrible people. They, yeah, they leave running the brother away there. from the little brother. Just literally leaving him yeah. there. And the old guy takes him pulls him in the house. And the old guy is? Barry Bostwick. Love it. It's awesome. And he takes off his hat and he's got pointed ears and you're thinking, oh, he's the devil. But he's yeah. some kind of demon, I think, is what he's supposed to be. Yeah. But he's just, a, you know, an awful person or an mm-hmm. awful demon. And he says, Young man, tonight you are going to learn what a real Halloween prank is. The kid has his devil. Co- I think he's got a devil costume. This guy too, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And there's like a. It's a big devil mask. Yeah. So the next scene is them going out and him showing the kid how to do tricks. Yeah. And play pranks on people, and some of them are, you know, just like. Putting a tripwire and tripping kids and taking their candy, and then yeah. but they get progressively more as the night goes on until at one point he's got a gun. And <laughs> first he's first he's tripped the kids and he's holding he's taking the candy. Then he's holding them at gunpoint, taking their candy. Then he's in a store and he's taking the candy. And the the little devil kid, you know, of course Barry Boswell's character is egging and, him on the whole time. But he's just going with but it. But the little little devil kid is totally yeah. going for it. And, and then one, at one point he he goes up to the door, knocks on the door. And he never speaks. He just holds out the bag for trick or treat. And yeah. it's a dentist. And the dentist is like, wouldn't want you to get cavities and gives him a toothbrush. And yeah. he looks at the toothbrush. And he hands it to Barry Boswell's character. And Barry Boswell takes it. I don't know. He shakes his hand or something. And he, he sharpens the end of it. And sharp, sharpens it, hands it back to the kid. And the kid goes back to the door, rings a bell, and then stabs a dentist when he goes with yeah. the toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's another scene where they, uh, Barry Boswell's laying down the road and a car pulls up and stops, like, you know, like he's passed out and a little kid comes out and the girl comes out and it's well, Adriana 
or Adrienne Curry. She's a model talk show. Yeah, I don't know her, but um, yeah, apparently she's. But the costume she's wearing is the black outfit that the chick wore in Legend. From Legend, yeah. And it looks great. Yeah, it looks cool. And uh, little kid comes out and they hijack the car. But before yeah. they do, he says, wait, Boswick says, wait. Aren't you Adrian Curry or Adriana Curry? She says, uh, "Yeah." He says, ah, "Big fan. Can I have your autograph?" Yeah. And he gets her to sign something, and um, then they take the car, and drive off, and leaves her there. But it's cool because the connection there, yeah, the Rocky Horror connection is she's wearing that in front of Barry Boswick. She wore it in front of Tim Curry as as Darkness in yeah. the other movie. So it's kind of right. like ah, I see Slight what you did there. there. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the big twist is once they get... Well, the, then he, he goes and puts his name. Oh, yeah. Billy... He rules the night or, yeah, some, or owns the night. The night yeah. Something like that. Billy, whatever his last name is, owns the night. And he, like, puts it on in blood or red paint or something on somebody's garage yeah. door. And then he goes back to... Yeah. They go uh, back Billy to... Boswick, the, or Barry Boswick's house. Yeah. And when he gets back there, then Boswick says, See, I told you I was going to show you how to really do tricks. And the camera pans around and the little kid's been tied up the whole time. He's never left the house. And there's another kid with the same costume on. He pulls the devil mask off. And it's a little demon. Yeah. So the kid never did any of that. It was a little demon the whole time. And then he sends the kid out the door. says, okay, go on home. And he goes out and cops pull up and say, Billy, take off that mask. Put your hands up. And he puts his hands up and then fades to black and you hear gunshots. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, the little demon had murdered people that night. So, you know. It was, I mean, he raised hell. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. But it was good. It was a good well, That short. was a good and fun little story, yeah. <laughs> now, the next one's a really good one, too, twist-wise. Mm. Uh, this one was called Trick. Tiffany Sheppis is the only person I really recognize in that. And she's done a lot of trauma work. A lot of stuff for trauma. A lot of nudity. Awesome. <laughs> this one opens up with a, a two couples sitting in the house watching Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And now, Night of the Living Dead is on TV in a few of these episodes, a few of these shorts. Yeah. And at first I thought, okay, you can tell the timeline of when things are going on or if they're going on at the by same time. By where you are in the movie. By where it cuts back to the movie, you know. But, but then later on, later. somebody's watching Carnival of Souls. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, so it doesn't which, work. You know, we've never done that one on a podcast, Carnival of oh. Souls. Oh. Yeah, we'll have to revisit that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that for Halloween. Maybe so. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, so these two couples are sitting there. One guy's getting high. And they're all kind of like end of the evening. And anytime a kid comes up for trick or treat. One of them, they take turns going to the door and mm-hmm. passing out candy. And everything seems relatively normal. Yeah. Until one of them uh, goes to the door. And I think this is the first thing that happens, right? She just stabs a guy in the gut. Yeah, it's it's the little, the little witch girl. The little girl witch stabs him three or four times mm-hmm. and then turns around and walks away. Yep. And he falls back into the house and they start freaking out. So, oh, we've got to go. We've got to, you know, get an ambulance. I'll get the car. And he gets, one guy gets the key. Or the, no. The girl. Yeah, One girl gets Tiffany Sheppis, I think. She yeah, gets the she keys. She grabs her keys and her purse and runs, and runs out, to, out the car, to the car. And then from under the car, a hand comes and slashes her ankle. Mm-hmm. And then she then she falls down. She's screaming, and four, yeah, like four kids in costumes come up and just start stabbing the hell out of her in her gut. Yep. And they're like, "Where is she inside the house? Where is she?" And then they look out and across the the glass doors, and she's walking, like bleeding, walking towards the pool, and she falls in the pool. And they flip out, and um, so the the other guy starts to go towards the door again, and there's a girl in a devil costume in the other room. He looks mm-hmm. in the room. She's standing on the counter or something and has a lighter and hairsprays him to the face with, a, like, a blowtorch. Right. So he's out. And the last girl. Well, 
So she runs out past the pool to this pool house the or pool something, house. Yeah. and it's it's all black. And she starts to pull up her phone and, and call nine one one. You think she's well, calling she for help? Well, she starts to call nine one one. Like yeah. she pulls it up and then she backs out of it. And then she goes to her photo album, and there's these pictures. Starts deleting photos. Yeah. And then we see some of the pictures, and it's all of them. It's all her in and her a friends. white room, mm-hmm. and like. There's they blood on their hands, and then there's a picture of one of them holding an eyeball up. Like they're getting ready to eat it. Yeah, just licking joking. the eyeball. Yeah, and then you, I think it shows. Does it show like a kid's body on a table in I one of the pictures? So, yeah. And she finishes deleting, and then the lights come on, and yeah. four kids walk in the room. They don't see her quite yet, or or they don't make like they do. Yeah. And there's a body on the table. Yeah, of another a little kid. girl. Yeah, a little girl with one of her eyes gone, but she's still alive. Yeah. And they untie her. She and gets up. She gets up and then they go over. And they hand her like a hatchet or something. Yeah. like And, they, and she just takes it. Like she's totally in on this whole plan. Yeah, like she knew they were going to come get her or something. Yeah. And anyway, so they go over. They turn around and she's cowering in the corner of the last girl. And they go over and just hatchet her right to the head. And that's how it ends. Yep. And it's like, ooh. You know, and you yeah. then, of course, you're wondering, man, how long have they been doing this, this to kids? Yeah. You know? Well, it's somewhere in there they do give you the indication that there were other kids before this yeah. one too that yeah. had died i can't remember how we got that impression but we did yeah, yeah so, so apparently the kids figured it out and i guess the cops didn't do anything about it so yeah. the kids got revenge so we're starting off with a bang the first three stories yeah those are pretty, are great. pretty those good are, intense yeah. a little humor a little little creepiness you know mm-hmm. some good good twisty yeah stuff. really good uh and the next one the weak and the wicked uh wasn't bad it starts off with this three young hoodlums, teenagers, older teenagers, two guys and a girl who's the leader, who's, she's hot. Mm. Gracie Gilliam is her name. And I can't think of what else she's done, but she's mm. she's good looking. And they... Yeah, this one's kind of odd. It's, it is odd. They're harassing this one kid who was trick-or-treating. He's, he is a little old to trick-or-treat, nerdy mm-hmm. kid. Right. But they're getting ready to, like... I don't know if they hit him a couple times, but they take off his shoe and she's got a cigar and she's going to burn his foot or something. Mm-hmm. Some, something horrendous. And then this figure at the other end of the alley. I don't know if he says something. They just turn around and see him. But he's got like broad shoulders and, and antlers and, and the silhouette. And you can't tell what's, you know, it looks like a demon or something. Mm-hmm. And they go, to, they start walking down there acting real tough. They're not intimidated by him all. And he doesn't say anything at first. And he hands him this picture or a note and it has something about revenge or something like that on it anyway they end up knocking his helmet off and seeing that it's just a kid or somebody their age and then they start intimidating him and he runs yeah and they start chasing him yeah anyway this one to not draw it out it turns out that he takes them back to this place where he apparently grew up in like this little rv kind of place and yeah it flashes back to when he was a kid and those three people that are chasing him as children had lit his trailer on, on fire and burned his, and burned his parents alive yeah um so he now has carved this name into his forehead and called forth the spirit of halloween yeah this and, demon. and yeah and just before she goes to kill him the spirit of halloween demon well, you, yeah shows you see up. the two guys behind her get yanked away out of yep. frame and then she turns around and there's that demon behind her that looks like what he was trying to look like with the costume yeah and then it shows the paper that he handed her, been like flashing back to that paper, and, and it says on the back of the paper him. how to summon the demon. Yeah, yeah. and then he so kind of smiles okay. a little bit. Yeah, 
And then all of a sudden he's like, you hear, and he's covered in blood like it scored it all. But that was pretty cool. Yeah. So it was okay, but it was a little yeah. odd. Now, from here on, they're, the stories are all, they're all right, but they're not as good as those first couple. Mm-mm. The next one is The Grim Grinning Ghost. That the coolest thing about this is Lynn Shay is is in it, and she's been in everything: Detroit Rock City, Kingpin, tons of other things. Mm-hmm. And she's always good, you know. But mm-hmm. she's telling this story, this urban legend about this ghost who was disfigured, and if you, she would follow people, and if you looked at her, you'd die, or she'd get you. Yeah, but you, if you didn't you look at her, look you back. were okay. Don't if you didn't look, look back. back, yeah. So at her Halloween party, she's telling the story. It's her daughter, but the um. I can't remember who played her daughter, but the other people that are in costumes sitting around mm-hmm. are Barbara Crampton, Lisa Marie, Mick Garris, and Stuart R. Gordon. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of cool. And, and they're if, only there for a minute. Yeah, yeah that's all and they're there they're for is that right there. And there's another story I'll talk about in a minute where kids are going answering, going trick-or-treating. And one of the moms that you just see in the background mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, uh, Felicia Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, wow. I th- Yeah, I think it's her. Anyway... And the story is, it's the urban legend that she tells. The daughter is driving home and her car breaks down or she wrecks it or runs out of gas she or breaks something. Down. Anyway, and she opens a hood to look at it and she drops the hood and it lands on her phone so she can't call anybody. Yeah. So she has to walk home and the ghost is following her and she doesn't look back until she gets right to her door and she looks back and the ghost isn't there. So she thinks she's okay. Yeah. Now this one falls short because there's a couple points in this where they could have had built suspense. And then there's nothing there. Yeah. And they try to do it, but it doesn't work. Yeah. But it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And I then mean, the last... Like the moment in the bathroom. Yeah. Where, where the mirror and she turns back. She turns away and then she turns back and you expect it to be there and it's not. But they there don't... wasn't enough tension built. Yeah. There's no, nothing. It doesn't work. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the ghost appears at the end and you're like, oh, okay. There it is. You know. And that's it. Yeah. So that but, one wasn't that great. Yeah. Just kind of, eh. Yeah. Now this next one was kind of fun. It's Ding Dong. Was the name of this one? And this is the one where the witch, um, played by Pollyanna McIntosh, who's an I think she's a Scottish and Irish actress, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have that accent in this. You don't know at first what's going on. She's like crying mm. and and looking at the window. The kids trick or treating and lamenting that she doesn't have children. Her husband is trying to comfort her, and then he says something, and all of a sudden these two other arms come out from behind her. She turns red, and you find that she's like a witch or a demon or something. And then it then it cuts, and it says one year later, Halloween, yeah. and he's dressed up with makeup like Hansel of Hansel and Gretel, and she's like you know, witch with like you know Elvira traditional witch, yeah, uh, you know, and uh, they're greeting all the kids coming up, giving them treats, and they have this little thing they go through, this little act they go through, and basically it looks like they're you know trying to find the right kid that she wants. Yeah, I mean, up, it kind of seems that way, but she really just, she keeps telling him that she just wants to, it's just fun. It's fun. Let's just do this. It's mm-hmm. fun. And he's like, I don't think you should do this. Yeah. But you get the impression that she's beat the shit out of him over his lifetime and he's just yeah a beat down poor guy. And this one just ends with, she tries to get a kid in and he tells the kid to go away, to run. And then she starts getting, you know, turning into the demon again and throws her husband in the in the big oven. Well, before she does, she starts freaking out over having tried to get pregnant oh, yeah, and tried yeah. to get pregnant. She couldn't have children. That's it. That's it. And, and then he, he tell- admits to her, 
I could never bring a child into this world where you would treat the child the way you treated me. Yeah. So I made sure that I couldn't give you children. Yeah. So that's and how so when then she, she freaks throws out him in the oven. And throws him in this oven, which is bigger on the inside than on the outside. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it ends. It was weird. It just doesn't really have much. I mean, of... it was some weird play on the Hansel and Gretel thing. Yeah, but it just didn't. Yeah, just didn't really work that good. The next one, this means war. Dana Gould is in that, and he's a you know he's a big horror guy and a stand-up comedian, and he's you know pretty cool guy all around. And uh, and also he's the guy that gave us Stand Against Evil, indeed, which is an amazing show, and we need to start watching. Yes, if you have not seen Again. Stand Against Evil, you need to run, don't walk, to your nearest streaming service yeah. and find it because it's amazing it came out a couple i think it's on prime isn't it uh it's on prime and something else that yeah. on one of the other channels one of them you have to pay to watch it or rent it and the other one is free yeah but this came out just around the time that ash versus evil dead mm-hmm. on what is that, hbo showtime whatever I, that came out hulu remember. whatever that yeah, was on and i started to watch that and it was all right i, I like evil dead like you know but not I don't love it like everybody else. And everybody loves Bruce Campbell and I do too, but it just was all, it was all right. But Stand Against Evil was amazing. It was amazing. It was John C. McGinley was in it and Dana Gould, he gave himself a small part in it. It was smart and it was funny and it was creepy. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but back to this. This Means War, the little story with with Dana Gould. He plays, I, I couldn't think if he was like a, a retired horror host, if that's what he's playing, or he's just the guy in the neighborhood that always did this this display for twenty years in his um, yard. Yeah, I don't know. I have to check that out again. I think, I, w- I think he was just the guy that yeah. did this display. But for they, 20 I thought years. they called him Doctor Something. But anyway, he did. Regardless of who he was, he he did this Halloween display, this traditional Halloween display with a talking skeleton and gravestones, and yeah. you know, kind of cool, you know, yeah, but family friendly. Yeah. And he dressed and like a mad doctor. Years. Yeah, and he did it for 20 years, and people always came by. Well, this young heavy metal guys moved across the street from him. They set up their own display, which was like, you know, a bunch of gore and, yeah. and blood and guts and gore. Blood and guts and, and loud, and, you know, yeah. you know Huge, death metal music. Crazy music. And, you know, girls with their, you know, their tits hanging out and right. stuff. And it got to be so bad that Dana Gould's character had enough. Mm-hmm. And he walks across the street and asks them to turn the music down. And they're giving him some shit about it. And then he finally, they finally, I don't know if they turn it down, but they start talking. He says, and he explains he's done this thing for 20 years and what you're doing is not right. And, and, you know, families and da, da, da. And of course they don't want, they're making they fun don't of care. him. Yeah. You know, Dana loses his mind and runs into there where their sound starts ripping wires out and trying well, to shut I think it down. They, I think they actually say something, not that this matters. They say something about, well, if you want it turned down, do it yourself. And so he's like, okay. And so yeah. he runs in there and does it. So he and the lead guy end up brawling. Yeah, well, they start tearing each other's stuff oh, apart Oh, yeah, and they first. start tearing each other's displays apart. And then when the guy knocks the head off his talking skeleton, that's it. He runs and jumps on the guy, and they just start brawling them. Yeah, yeah. And they're rolling all through each other's displays, tearing stuff up, and then the crowd starts to gather. They start taking bets on the fight. Yeah. <laughs> and in the crowd, you see a couple of the kids from one of the other stories. Yes. You know? And um, it ends just before the cops pull up. Uh the guy does something else, and Dana Gould jumps and pushes him, and he pushes him back, and they impales him on a broken piece of wood, and they both get impaled on it. Yeah. And that's kind of how that ends. The cops come up, and one of them throws up, and it uh, that's just how that ends. Yep. All so done. That was kind of funny, kind of cute. Until somebody died. Yeah. 
And the next one is, it was kind of funny, called uh, Friday the 31st. And this starts out with a girl in a, I guess it looks like a Dorothy costume from a sexy Wizard of Oz Dorothy costume mm, running. Right. And uh, stand in for Jason. This one was weird, yeah. Running after her, chasing her. And she gets into the shack where he all his weapons and the bodies are. And she gets, uh, I don't know if she fights him off, but she runs out again. And he starts chasing her and... He she, just throws a spear. Yes, and, throws like, a spear and goes right her. through her and she falls down and he walks up to her and kicks her like, hmm? Hmm? like make sure she's not moving. And this bright light comes down from above as There's a UFO, UFO above. Yeah. And it beams down this little creature that's like about, you know, half a foot tall. It's like a little, little claymation. Yeah, it's cool because it's claymation. A little claymation guy and he has and he's a... He's got a little pumpkin. He's got a costume. Yep. And he opens his trick-or-treat bag and he says, trick-or-treat. And then Jason goes like, uh, oh, uh. like, you know, he doesn't have any candy to give him. And he keeps saying, like, and the guy's like, oh, uh, uh, no, <laughs> you know, like, I don't have anything. And he does it a couple more times. And then the Jason guy just steps on him. Yeah, he gets him. frustrated and steps on him. So then the when he lifts his foot up, the little claymation goo pours into the mouth, the yeah, dead mouth of the, the girl that's laying there. Yeah, and it reanimates her, and yeah. she starts running after the Jason guy. Kind of floating after. Floating after. Him. Yeah, floating <laughs> yeah. like something out of Evil Dead. And yeah. he freaks out, or he runs back into his shack. <laughs> and then the, the next couple of minutes are them like, Hacking at each other with different weapons, cut yeah. off each other's yeah, arms. Like he and, cuts off one of her arms, or she cuts off one of his yeah, arms, and then and he's back and forth. Hatchets are like in the like down the shoulder blade in the middle, and she does something that cuts his head off, and then they fall on each other. Mm-hmm. And the little goop, you know, escapes from the girl's mouth. Yeah. So once he's cut off the bad guy's head, then yeah. the goop comes out of the girl's mouth. Yeah, and it forms, forms the again. little kill, little little green guy again with the pumpkin. And he says, and he grabs the head of the guy. And then he gets beamed back up. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it was kind of funny, kind of cute, you know. It was a strange addition to yeah. this uh, this collection. The little claymation sure. guy was the coolest part yeah. in, in that. Uh, now, the next one, this one was kind of fun. This was the Ransom of Rusty Rex. And this has these two guys who start Oh, out. And I had I think to think the a minute for what that was. was uh, you said Sam Witwer or something? He was from that Almost Human show you used yeah, to watch? Yeah, he was the vampire in Almost yeah. Human. And he and this other guy are plotting to kidnap. They're petty crooks. They're plotting to kidnap this kid from this rich guy. Yeah. And then ransom him back and then leave the country or, or move right. on. Just you know, get a bunch of money and, and go. So they take the kid and then they call well, the dad. Yeah, well, it's Halloween night, so he's trick-or-treating. And he, the kid goes out by himself mm-hmm. to trick-or-treat. And the dad is John Landis. Right. And he sends him out. And they grab the kid and then... They get to this warehouse and they pull the bag off the kid and he still has his Halloween costume and mask on. So you don't see his face. Right. They call him, call the dad and say, hey, we've got your kid. He says. You took Rusty? Yeah, you took Rusty? Uh, okay, he's your problem now. And he hangs up. Yeah. And they're like, what? What? And so they call him back. back and he says, I don't think you understand. Yeah, you fools. You don't know what you've done. <laughs> But it's your problem now. <laughs> Thank you. You set us free. And he hangs up again. They call him back again. He says, uh, look, I don't think you... No, no. And he tells him, you don't know... You know, remember to feed him. Because if you don't, he will eat. And they're, they're confused. And they turn and the, the kid's not in the chair anymore. Tied up. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. 
So they go about doing everything they can to get rid of this kid. Yeah, and they turns try out, drowning him. Yeah. They try. Well, the mask comes off the kid at some point. Yeah. And you see he's, he's, he's a little demon. He's a little demon. And it says once he's latched onto you, he stays with you mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, they've tried to they tried to drown him, and they throw the body in the water, and they're driving around, and then he's back in the backseat of the just car. Suddenly oh, no, no, he's back at the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. suddenly there. So then they think that they've... What do they do when they finally think they've gotten rid of him? Oh, they take him back to the guy, don't they? Don't they drop him off at, like, the... At the, the porch of John Landis's house or something? I can't remember what they finally do. Didn't they like set him on fire or something? I can't remember. Anyway. So look, you get to be surprised about yeah. one thing. Anyway, so they think they've left him behind. They get in the van and they're driving. And like after miles, they've stopped at a pit stop and they're like, ooh, the you know, it's yeah. finally, we're, we're free. What are we going to well, do Well, the one now? guy goes into the convenience store and he comes out with some food and he looks, he sits down and he eats and he looks, the guy's not beside him and he hears something chewing and he looks in the back seat and the little demon guy's in the back seat and he's eating the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of how that one ends. Right. Now, the last story is called Bad Seed. And this is got Serena Vincent, Christina Klebb, or Klebb. She was in the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. She was one of the, the girls. John Savage from Hair mm-hmm. and Carnival and all that. Deer Hunter. And Joe Dante has a small part in this. Right. And this one's trying to be like a creep show, I think, episode. Uh, and it was okay, but... The thing that kind of hurt it was the living pumpkin monster really looked like, it didn't look like cheesy or cheap. It just looked awful, like a piece of plastic. Yeah. You know, it didn't look like stop motion animation. It didn't look like a cheesy puppet. It just looked like crap, really. Yeah. Like a puppet. Like a a thing that was being a plastic pumpkin that was being dragged along and had some, you know, leave tentacles hanging out from it. Yeah. So Um, basically it was just that these bioengineered pumpkins were being carved into jack-o'-lanterns and, and then they were people. coming alive and eating people yeah and that's it cop was chasing down the leads and yeah. i mean you had some good people in it you know but it just wasn't that great to end the story the yeah and then that on. was the end and it and it ends with they go to this the warehouse or the lab where they're created and says uh, well, how many more are there? And he says, oh, this many. And they cut the light on us like the Rage of the Lost Ark warehouse full of pumpkins, yeah. you know. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's done yeah and then it ends i recommend it i mean it's like i said the first couple stories are really good the rest of them are okay yeah it's i mean re- they're worth watching all of them oh, are enjoyable it's to all, some degree. all yeah it, they're all worth watching it's a great halloween movie to watch yeah. close to halloween you know it definitely puts you in the mood and then when you're done you should watch trick or treat again because yeah you know that's awesome yeah that one's just amazing yeah and halloween three watch that too yeah why not yeah, you know, the one with the witch, not that it was, a, I, I don't know, I didn't enjoy that one anymore. I, I actually found it kind of confusing, but yeah. is she just a girl when he's imagining her as this evil demon thing, <laughs> you know, or is she really this evil demon thing? Well, she had four arms and turned red. Well, so. I know, but I mean, did he imagine that? Yeah. Is that how he pictured her oh. when she turned into oh. like the evil bitch? Is it, are you saying, is it like a... um? supposed to be a thing an analogy for a you know a spousal abuse yeah yeah and he sees her as a monster right right i don't know that that's you know that's an interesting point yeah i mean you know when you take it in context of this is a halloween movie yeah. and it, it's all about actual monsters and blah 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 then it probably really was a demon witch kind of thing but i don't know it, it lends itself to thought yeah yeah 
That's interesting. Not bad. Interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, even the weakest story in in this is still, you know, has has some fun elements to it. Yeah. But the ones that are creepy and fun make make up for any of the slow parts of the other ones, I think. Yeah. Well, the one with the, what was the one called that the lady, you're not supposed to look back at the ghost. The grim and grinning ghost. Yeah, that one. I didn't get that one. I, you know, that like was a, a little boring. Well, it was slow, but I think that it was supposed to it was supposed to be one of those thought things where you're supposed to read more into it than they're giving you, but I yeah. just, I wasn't smart enough for it apparently because <laughs> I just didn't get it. And yeah. I didn't it didn't make any sense to me. So, okay, you're not supposed to look back at the ghost because the ghost was terribly ugly. Okay. So she didn't like to be stared at, I guess, because she was disfigured. Yeah. So what does that got to do with looking back at her? I don't know. Anyway, so you look back at her. And then she kills you. And she kills you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It just didn't make any sense to me. I don't know. It's those little things that (laughs) nag me to all hours of the night. It'll pop into my head and be like, yeah. Why? Why was that there? Anyway. Definitely check this out. We watched this on, I think, Tubi. It's on a few of the streaming channels. Yeah. Uh, it might be on Prime also. I'm I'm pretty sure it's on DVD if you just want to buy it. I think I saw it somewhere. Like in the, you know, might have been the five ninety nine bin at Walmart. So it's easily accessible to check this out. And you definitely should here at Halloween. Oh, and also, you know, check out the... Phantasmo After Dark Facebook page because I'll be posting pictures and the trailer and anything else interesting we can find about this movie on that. Indeed. And that's about it. I mean, you know, can't think of anything else really to say about this one except check it out. Yeah. It's Halloween. Watch a Halloween movie. I guess so. I feel like we didn't really do it justice. All we did was give a synopsis of all the different little <laughs> short stories. Well, but... I mean, it, it, like I said, the first couple really set the tone for a Halloween themed movie. And get you in the mood for it. It feels like it's Halloween season with the first couple of stories. Yeah. And Adrian Barbeau narrating between each story keeps the mood kind of going, I think. Yeah, because it has that connecting piece. Her her voice is the connection for all the stories. Right. So I wonder what the thought process was on putting it together. Like, why did they choose to put them in that order? Because I would have loved to have rearranged them. I wonder if you could rearrange them on the DVD and play them in a different (laughs) order. Well, I think it would have. You had to start out with one or two, bang, and then, I mean, if it would have started out with the first two that it did, yeah, and then, then play the other ones, then, then play the put, other ones in with the other two, or in with Trick with yeah, the kids. That would have been good. Yeah, not weak and wicked. That one could have stayed where it was. But do the first two, and then have Trick be the last one. Yeah, I think that would have worked really good. That because you would have ended on a, ooh, wow, yeah, yeah something in, that instead really of a, s- instead of a, oh. oh. yeah something that really makes you yeah whereas trick or treat is you know exact opposite it's balls to the wall the whole way through and then once you see once you start seeing how they're connected then you start looking for those connections and then they pop up yeah in each story and you can kind of put the timeline how they're kind of happening some of them are happening at the same time and some Mm -hmm. are happening within a few minutes of each other kind of thing and then you have to watch it again to put it all together. Yeah. Cause you and then the last story in Trick or Treat, the last story actually is happening at the beginning of the movie. Right. Right. And it's just happened 
as the first story that mm-hmm. you're seeing begins. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about that movie. But this one, definitely check it out. And uh, I mean, you have no excuse not to. It's free. You know? True. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. Yep. 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 One thing left to do. Yep. We have to prove that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Now, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, this is going to be weird just out of the blue saying the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. But what we do at the end of each episode, almost each episode, is Phyllis throws out something or somebody from the movie we're talking about to me, and I connect them back to the original Planet of the Apes, you know, like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game. But Clayton and I discovered many years before that Kevin Bacon game came about that you could connect anybody back to the original Planet of the Apes movies or series, and within a few steps usually. So here we go. So there are tons of people in this movie. I'm going to go with my favorite and go with Greg Grunberg. Okay, Greg Grunberg. How quick do you want this? As fast as you want to go. Okay, Greg Grunberg was on Heroes, right? Yep. Yeah, George Takei was on Heroes. Uh, That's Star Trek. There you go. Mark Sarak. Mark Sarak. Mark (laughs) Leonard was Sarak on Star Trek. He was also Orko in Planet Apes TV series. Very good. That was very fast. (laughs) All right, you got to do one more. Okay, one more. Give me another Um, one. John Landis. John Landis, really? Well, I mean, that's John Landis simple. was in Battle for the Planet of the Apes as an extra. Was he? Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> he was in the background as an extra. In well, that's not fair. Well, look, so you get some trivia along with your Planet You want to do a third since that one? <laughs> well, then do Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Okay. Joe Dante directed Gremlins 2. Yep. Christopher Lee was in Gremlins 2. Christopher Lee was in The Three Musketeers. Mm. With Charlton Heston, <laughs> who was in Planet of Apes. <laughs> was in Planet of the Apes, of course. So, so there's a three. This for... <laughs> movie was very related <laughs> to Planet of the Everything Apes. connects back to Planet of the Apes. So go watch all the Planet of the Apes movies right now because they're awesome. Yes. And then watch Tales of Halloween. Yes. I saw a meme that said everybody should dress like plant or dress like apes for when Shatner yeah. came back from his, <laughs> his space flight. They should dress like Klingons. Well, I, I thought that would have been more appropriate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it made me giggle. Anyway. That would have been awesome. Yeah. All right. I guess that's it. Yeah. That's about it for this time. So uh, until next time, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Happy Halloween, sick. <laughs>